We're visiting with Dr. Ron Hansen. And Dr. Hansen, you just got done visiting with, I don't know, let's say 250 women here at the Women in Ag Conference. And I think you touched on some subjects today that really hit home. I think a lot of ladies are still thinking about it. Well, thank you, Deanna. Um, the key point we're talking about today was um, farm family succession. How do you take a family farm or a family business, pass it on in the family, one generation to the next, and still get along and be a family with no problems, no bickering, no feuding um, in terms of that? And this is extremely difficult to talk about because when you talk about a family farm, uh, particularly a farm that's been in the family for several generations. There's a lot of feelings and emotion that get involved, not only between the family members who are directly involved on the farm, but also the non-family members. Possibly the children who graduated, went off to college, have their own jobs, careers. That family farm is still home. That's where they grew up. That's where they raised. There's a lot of feelings memories, emotion that get attached. And so when you start talking about the farm and who someday will have the farm or inherit the farm, um, these are real issues that um, many times confront families. You know, Dr. Hansen, you look at your career, you know, when you started 41 years ago, is that right? Correct. And, you know, you look at what you've seen in agriculture, you've seen some of the best times but you've also seen some of the worst times. What has stayed the same in farm families that you visit with today as maybe you did you know, 30 or 40 years ago, and what has changed? Well, that's a terrific question. I, I wish I could um, answer it. Um, the thing that has never changed when you look at farm, farm families farming together, the inability many times for the families to sit down and communicate, to talk about things, discuss things, share their feelings, um, whether that was a generation ago or generation today, just the inability of some families to sit down, talk, plan, discuss things, work through sometimes their differences, resolve those, and, and work forward. That That has been a challenge uh, from one generation to the next. Just sit down and communicate um, with that. When you look at today, um, I think the thing that really is totally different today is the size of these farming operations and what these farm, farming operations now entail. The, you know, the number of acres involved just what it takes just to farm today, how many acres. And then when you look at land values and what these farms are worth, and then just the investment in machinery and equipment. Um, it's just overwhelming, you know, um, these farm families, what they have built, what they have accomplished in that estate. And that just brings up another set of problems. You go back a generation ago, if you were a young person, you loved agriculture, you loved farming, and you were willing to work hard enough, you could find a way to get started. You might rent some land, borrow a tractor, whatever, 
but there was a way that you could get started and have a beginning. Today, when you look at these farms, what they're worth, what the machinery costs, and just, you know, the number of acres just to make it doable, to make it feasible, um, I mean, is just almost beyond imagination. So the reason that I have spent so much time working on family succession is simply because without a farm to come back to, um, to have a start with, the willingness of the parents to help, a young person's chances today are really limited, you know. So that family operation is very critical, having a farm to return to, um, the willingness of the family to get along, work together, in order just to give this next generation that opportunity. Those challenges are so much greater today, but it gets back to family. And we got to work together, communicate, get along, and farm, and hopefully keep this family farm in the family another generation and continue that legacy. Dr. Hansen, you know, when you look at the reasons behind why it's maybe so hard for families to communicate about this, you know, you've seen it all, I feel like, in your 41 years. Well, and we talked about that at the conference today here. Um, You know, what makes all this so darn difficult is that, you know, there are some farm producers that, uh, you know, have no plans to die. They think they're going to farm forever. You know, we don't have to discuss this now. We don't have to work out a plan, you know. I'm out there, I'm 68, I'm still in good health, you know, I still plan to keep farming. And it's just, you know, realizing that someday I won't be here, I can't farm forever, Um, giving up control or sharing control, um, allowing the next generation the opportunity to come in, get involved, um, learn. I always tell parents... You know, when your children come back to farm with you, rather than try to boss or supervise or control, why not try to mentor? Why not try to give them the opportunity to learn so that someday, if they are going to take over, they have the ability, the knowledge, the experience that they can be successful. But they need the opportunity to learn, and they need that opportunity now. You talked about the role of the farm wife. You've seen that change in your 41 years, too. You know, today, when I look at the generation of farm wives that I'm in, a lot of us don't work full-time on the farm. A lot of us have full-time jobs off the farm. Some are as involved or know what's going on in the farm. Some don't. And really, the role of the farm wife has changed over the past 41 years. Well, you're absolutely correct about that. Um... And where that all changed was back in the 1980s in the farm crisis years. For many of those farm families to keep their farm, many times that wife took employment off the farm. They needed the extra income just to cover their family expenses. Or they needed the benefits that sometimes an off-farm job provides. And so that's That's when I saw a lot of this happen, and it still continued, simply because of the high cost of farming, 
what it takes to make that farm successful. And pretty much whatever the farm earns needs to go back into the farm. And so the off-farm employment um, has become a very important part to the well-being of that family. And I've seen it go both ways. I've seen farm wives on a family farm that are really, that husband and wife are partners together. They work together, they manage together, they make decisions together, and that wife is just as knowledgeable of the farm, its activities, its marketing, as the husband. In other situations, the wife may not be involved. Um, she has her own job, her own career, her own interests, and she's not really um, involved in that farming operation. Not very much. Or better yet, she perceives it as his farm. Not their farm, but his farm. And the fact is that many times the farm wife will outlive that husband. And if that family, that husband and wife, have not worked through these things, don't have a succession plan in place, have things discussed, then many times the burden of the farm and what are we going to do with the farm falls on her shoulders. And mom has to deal with this, and unfortunately by herself, because dad's no longer there. So the key point is for those parents right now today to get the discussion started, get a plan in place, get all the children home, get that plan communicated so everyone knows what the parents' wishes are, what their vision is. So when and if something does happen in the future, and it will, everyone understands what happens next. For the young couple just getting started on the farm, say dad has retired or quote-unquote retired, as you've seen in many instances, what's your advice for that young couple just starting out today in agriculture? The main thing, one of the biggest mistakes I see many times with the young generation today, they're back on the family farm working, helping, contributing but all they have are hopes, dreams, and promises. You know, someday you'll inherit the farm. Someday you'll live here. Someday this will be yours. But no wills have been updated. No estate plans have been put in place. No first right of purchase has been given. And, you know, the key point is that is just one heck of a risk, you know. Things may or may not work out as you planned or as you intended. And all it takes is another family member, one of the non-farming children, who come home with the attitude, you know, um, if you want the farm bad enough, you can buy it, you know, or we'll have a farm sale, you know. You have one of those kids that come home and say, I want my land or my money and I want it now. Right. And if you can't buy me out at my price, my terms, my conditions, we'll see about this. Mm -hmm. And when those things happen in families, very seldom do you ever have a positive outcome. Very seldom do things really work out within a family. So if I was a young producer, 
going back to a family farm. And this was going to be my life. Um, you know, I would make sure that things are discussed, things are in writing, a plan is in place. And if the farm would ever happen to be sold for whatever reasons, I hold the first right to purchase or I have the first right to lease the land and continue farming the land. So the land is never taken away from me. You know, we look back on the past, you know, five to ten years in agriculture, they've been pretty good. We've seen extreme weather patterns, but we've seen high prices. And some are saying that we're getting ready to enter a period where we won't see those high prices. You know, for the farmers that have been farming ten years or less, you know, as you've seen in your past experiences, as we get ready to head into what some are saying could be a recession period, do you think we'll see a lot of change on the farm with these young producers? Well, it's going to require farm families today to get back to the fundamentals of managing and financing the farm. When we had the seven, eight dollar corn, sixteen dollar soybeans. Um, you know, that was a no-brainer. Everybody made money uh, with that. But when you look at, you know, a corn market that might be $5 or less, and you're looking at, you know, cost of production to raise a bushel of corn pretty close to $4, um, that really puts everything in a whole different perspective. So farm families today to survive are going to have to be better planners. They're going to have to control expenses. They're going to have to know what they can afford and um, just get back to the fundamentals of good cash flow management. It's going to require them to do it. Um, hopefully, you know, we'll see these grain prices come back. Um, so we see some more profitability in farming. But right now, um, it's going to be tough. It will definitely be interesting. Well, it's going to be interesting. And then just to see what happens to the land market itself, if these land values actually readjust. Dr. Hansen, you know, you have been working with farm families for 41 years now. What would you say as, as you get ready to retire? I know that you know, when we say farmers retire, they don't really retire. So I see you maybe speaking and doing some other things when you do retire from the university. But, you know, looking back on your career, what would you say have been some of the most rewarding parts, some of the highlights? Well, that's a wonderful question. Um, I think the thing that uh, has meant the most to me um, in my career is the fact that there are some farm families that um, I have helped, that they're still farming today simply because maybe it was a meeting or a seminar workshop where I talked about the importance of family, working together, communicating, um, and that family always comes first. And if you keep your priorities in the right order, um, you can get through difficult times and still be very successful. And uh, I have families that, uh, you know, I'll receive a letter. Um, the reason we're still farming today is because of you. Or you helped us through a difficult moment. Or you gave us the courage 
to go forward. And that's made a difference. And we still have our farm. We still have our family. And it's simply because you helped. Something you did, something you shared. And those are just priceless experiences. Um, If you can keep a farm and a family, continue a legacy. Um, Family farms are so important. And families themselves are so important. And I just want families to realize that every family has its moments. You, you show me a family in Illinois that farms together that are, has not had its moments, and I'll show you some people not normal. <laughs> every family, every marriage, every relationship has its moments. The question is, how do we get through it? How do we deal with it? And um, if you can do that and keep things in perspective, um, it, you know, it can make a world of difference. And, you know, I always, I said this last night at the dinner. Um, I didn't mention it this morning at the workshop. But the thing to keep in mind is never forget the importance of family and sharing that love and appreciation for each other. And just many times... The simple words, I love you, I need you, I appreciate you, you're important to me, um, are so important. And we many times take that for granted. And one of the things that I've always tried to instill in an audience is just remember, you'll never get a chance to hug a family casket. And things happen many times in families when we least expect it. And all of a sudden, boom. That person's no longer there. And you think about the things I could have done or I could have said or the things that could have happened, but I never got it done, never said it. And that that's really regrettable because it could have been so much different. And relationships, families are important. So I just try to make sure families keep that in perspective, remember what's important, that's each other, We're always a family. Families come first. And if you have that approach, you know, you can work through a lot of times the other problems, the other conflicts, and still be very successful. But I think looking back, I just hope that I've made a difference, help families, give them the uh, encouragement, the determination to move forward, work through it, deal with it, and uh, always make sure that farm is there. And if I've done that, mission accomplished. Very good. Dr. Hansen, thanks so much for your time today. Thank you, Deanna. Thank you.